The IMF calls out central banks in Africa for selling forex to manage currencies. And we also look at why Mauritius has the highest penetration of contactless transactions in East Africa. From over a thousand cities and 124 countries, KI Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pals and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by Earning Bank PLC and in Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The uneven distribution of infrastructure, such as internet connectivity and electricity, along with lack of public awareness, has been cited as major obstacles to the adoption of contactless transactions in East Africa. According to Visa, in East Africa, Mauritius has the highest penetration of contactless transactions and Uganda, the least, with 1.46 penetration. Salma Ingaviri, Country Director for Burundi, Rwanda, Tanzania and Uganda at Visa, paints the contactless transaction picture in East Africa in this episode. What is the current uptake on card payments in the region? So card payments uh, in East Africa, we still have a long way to go. As you may know, East Africa is the hub for mobile payments and the evolution of payments is going towards mobile. So the first priority is to make card payments uh, to make awareness about card payments, but transitioning into mobile. And that's why we are here today, because we want to promote digital. Um, and what is digital? Is for you to be able to pay with your mobile and for anyone to be able to be paid, uh, you know, whatever, or, or to have a device that you can convert into a payment device. Any mobile, any smartphone, uh, can be converted into a payment device. So that is basically digital. So now we, when we talk about digital, the foundation for digital is contactless. So contactless technology is very important in ways that it makes it easy, fast, and it is still safe as well as convenient to make your payments by just tapping your mobile, your card, or any other device that you have. So today, the payments, the digital agenda is not only for the payment stakeholder. It requires everyone to come to the table and discuss how we put in place basic infrastructure for an average citizen, citizen to be able to transact. Do you have network? Do you have electricity? Those are the basics to make um, digital payments work. But we still have a long way to go across the country. We are hoping to scale digital payments across the country, even across the region, so that we can have an East Africa that is digital. What are the current statistics of contactless transactions in East Africa and why is Mauritius leading the pack? East Africa, from a visa standpoint, is 13 countries. So there is the East African community that you know, Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, Burundi, Rwanda, and there's also the Horn of Africa, which is Ethiopia, Djibouti, um, and these other countries, and there the Indian Ocean Islands, Madagascar, Mauritius. So these are 13 countries from a visa standpoint. So who is leading in terms of contactless? It's Mauritius. 
Mauritius is a small country, but they have managed to have a higher bank penetration, of course, and also a higher rate of contactless penetration, which is about 46%. Compared to Uganda, it's 1.4, and we have less than 10 in Kenya, and uh, Tanzania is still less than 2%, so we still have a long way to go to catch Mauritius, but this is where we start. We are ready. Since the enablement is in place, we just need the awareness bit. We need collaboration to make it happen because we can become um, the next Mauritius in a few years. So Mauritius, first of all, is a tourist destination. The bank, the banking penetration is quite high because remember contactless starts from a bank account, goes to um, a card, and then goes to a contactless card. You see, so they have managed to fix the foundations. That's the, the most important thing that they have done by making sure that everyone is banked, by making sure that everyone who has a bank account has a card that is contactless enabled. And also because it's a tourist destination, they have fewer people. I think it's just one million population. So everybody goes to Mauritius uh, in holidays. And those people, they normally come from Western countries where contactless is enabled and digital. So they have to make sure that the tourists are catered for. So those are the key pillars. And Uganda, there's nothing that stops Uganda from doing that because Uganda itself is also a tourist destination and also um, the bank uh, penetration is there. And of course, the mobile, uh, the mobile payments are there, which is also um, a unique case in Africa. And a quick look at the markets. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Coca futures traded below 3,400 US dollars a ton, down from the 12 year high of 3,562 US dollars, scaled on August 2nd on expectations of improved near term supply availability in top grower Ivory Coast. Farmers said above average rain in most of the Ivory Coast main cocoa growing regions last week helped the October to March main crop to strengthen, adding that there were plenty of pods on trees. They said the harvest of the main crop would start slowly in September and gradually increase in October before ending in January, but warned that abundant rains in September could trigger cocoa disease. Cocoa prices rallied over the past two months due to the recent heavy rains in West Africa that had accelerated the spread of blackboard disease, which may affect bean quality and output. Drier than normal weather in the coming months due to the developing El Nino pattern threatens to hurt output further. On a quick trip around Africa, the International Monetary Fund has called out central banks in Africa for selling forex to manage currencies, terming it counterproductive. In his keynote address during the 45th Assembly of Governors Association of African Central Banks in Zambia, the IMF African Department Director Abebe Selassie said those exchange rate policies are not flexible. According to him, this kind of exchange rate policy has come at a considerable cost. Abebe lamented that shades of the rather messy monetary and exchange rate policy arrangements that prevailed in many countries in 1980s have resurfaced, causing more harm than good. As a result, parallel foreign exchange markets have re-emerged, and in cases where they already existed, these premier have widened dramatically. He called on regional countries to work on their exports, saying that this is the best way to ensure a steady flow of forex. IMF's regional executive said the share of global exports has remained meager despite a relatively strong growth performance and improvement in many other development indicators. His tough talk at 
governor's meeting is coming at a time several countries, including Kenya, have seen their currencies widely depreciate against major international legal tenders. The International Air Transport Association, IATA, the global representative body for the airline industry, has reported that the decline in air cargo demand continued its deceleration in June. That month saw the smallest year-on-year contraction since February 2022. Total global year-on-year air cargo demand in June was down 3.4%, with international air cargo demand falling by 3.7%. In comparison to demand in June 2019, before COVID-19 pandemic hit, June 2023 demand was down by only 2.4%. For the first semester of this year, total demand was down 8.1% year-on-year. The first fall in international demand was 8.7%. Global international trade has decreased by 2.4% in May, according to IATA, and this is because of challenging economic conditions and consequent cooling demand. Only two of IATA's six regions, Latin America and Middle East, saw a year-on-year increase in cargo demand in June. Demand in Latin America jumped 7.3%, by far the best performance of any region. And this was also a better performance than in May, when the region had recorded a year-on-year increase of 3.8%. For the first half of this year, demand was up 0.9% year-on-year. In the Middle East, June saw a year-on-year rise of 0.5%, but this was still a significant improvement over the equivalent figure for May, which had been a fall of 2.9%. For the first semester of the year, demand declined by 5.6% year-on-year. The two regions which recorded the lowest year-on-year declines, 2.8% in both cases in June, were Africa and Europe. In Africa, this was a worse performance than in May, which had seen a year-on-year decrease of 1.9%. For Europe, the June figure was a notable improvement over the equivalent May figure, which had been a fall of 6.6%. For the first half of this year, air cargo demand in Africa was down by 4.4% and for Europe, it dropped by 10.2%. Kenya Airways, a South African country's flag carrier, has announced that it and major U.S. carrier Delta Airlines have expanded their strategic partnership. The partnership now with effect from August 5th includes KQ's direct Nairobi, New York flight. This service is operated daily and is the only direct flight between East Africa and the U.S. The expansion of the partnership means KQ's products will now be offered directly through Delta and it will also provide wider connectivity options for both KQ and Delta passengers covering 31 African countries and 57 North American destinations. KQ currently serves for two destinations around the world, 35 of them in Africa. And regarding Africa, Delta currently operates two and from five cities. Those are Accra in Ghana, Cape Town and Johannesburg in South Africa, Dakar in Senegal and Lagos in Nigeria. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial. And you can find me at With The Dawn. 